In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Ijishesan, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. Okay, are we ready for, for God's word this morning? I'm going to be speaking from my heart. Like I said yesterday, I can't come to this house to impress. It's too late. Like I said, I'm accepted as a son in the house. Ever before Jesus did a miracle, the father was bragging about him. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So that tells you, your acceptance is not a function of your performance. Your acceptance is a function of his love for you. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. You feel you've not done enough. It's not what you do that qualifies you. You are qualified by what his son did. As you and for you. There's now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You're already in Christ Jesus. Don't take yourself out of him. It's high time you felt comfortable. In your exalted position. You are seated with him. You are at rest. And from rest, you produce results. Grace does not give you freedom to be slothful. In fact, grace qualifies you for greater productivity. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, and the grace of God which was given unto me was not in vain. He said, he said, I labor more abundantly, more than all my peers, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So grace is actually your qualification for greater results. So we produce results from that state of rest. But we are not working to be accepted. We are already accepted. We are already accepted. We are already accepted. So, I just want to speak from my heart. Genesis chapter 2 verse 5. Genesis chapter 2 verse 5. Uh, in my prophetic office from time to time, the Lord, we highlight certain things on my heart. And for this season, if there's anything the Lord is highlighting on my heart, is, the, is these two words, prosperity reign. Genesis 2, 5 says, Before any plant of the field was in the heart, and before any herb of the field had grown, he said, For the Lord had not caused it to rain on the heart, for there was no man to till the ground. So, God did not bring rain because man was not ready. So there must be a partnership between the man and the reign of God. The men that will walk on the ground must be prepared before the rain can come. Because if the rain comes and there's no men to walk, then it will go to waste. God is raining like never before. We are in revival. Things are being activated everywhere. Prophecies are being fulfilled. And a major part of the prophecies that will be fulfilled in this season has to do with finances. Your broke self 
It's not good for no one. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. Even your village people will not enjoy it. Your church community will do well with your rich self, not your broke version. So it's high time we learn, unlearn, and relearn. I remember several years ago, this was 2000 or thereabouts. I was in California, Calif I mean, uh, San Francisco area of California then. I was already in America for about a year. And I had an encounter with the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me in that encounter. He said, do you, do you know the same way I've anointed you to preach and teach and minister? I've also anointed you to make money. And, you know, you know, religion is a terrible thing. I struggled with it for years. I'm like, no, no, no. He called me in 1990. Raised me a supernatural army. What am I doing with money? Let me just stay focused. I bind that demon. So for years, I struggled. I'm like, you know what? I'm just a preacher and a teacher of the word. Then eventually, I yielded to that anointing. And after I yielded, I began to, you know, one of the things the Lord revealed to me is that most of us have several parts to us. And a lot of times, when you discover a part to you, you just assume that is all to you. This thing works. Now, this LED screen here was actually the first, <laughs> the first installation we did as a company. And that was four years ago, less than five years ago. And since then, we've done millions of dollars in installation all around the world. This week, we moved to Australia. This week. But there's something I want you to learn. Now, when we got the apostolic, you know, that apostolic place, that place is crazy. You know, so many miracles are tied to it. You know, I was sharing with you yesterday how I went for a naming ceremony. I want to pray for somebody. May you not miss an appointment that is critical to your destiny. You know, one of my elders who had had an accident in his previous marriage now got married to a younger woman, had a baby, and decided to have a name. You know, people that have left Nigeria for a long time, they still want to convince themselves that they understand the tradition when they have no clue again. Pastor Benga, can you believe? A child was already three and a half weeks old. And that's when you called me and said, Pastor, we want to do naming ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> so when I heard, I said, you know, don't blame him. He left, left Nigeria maybe 1981 or so. <laughs> naming ceremony, I first of all laughed. As they, they do name ceremony in Nigeria eight days after the child is born. But I say, okay, let me honor this man. Normally, I should not have gone for that name ceremony because there are, are ministers that do name ceremony. But I just felt this man has been good. And the mere fact that God gave him another opportunity. Yeah. Let's honor him. So I told my wife, I said, we go. So I said, I'll come in. So I showed up and they gave me a portion, 10, 15 minutes to share the word. So I stood 
It was, it's a, it was in a living room, not a fancy gathering. So I stood in the, at the center of the living room and shared God's word. I, I can't even remember what I shared, but I just did as usual, you know, and I went to sit down. But apparently, there was a breath of God on what I said. There was a lady in that naming ceremony whose name goes by Shalita, an African-American woman whose grandfather is a bishop and they own a huge property that is almost a street. And the man was 85 or thereabouts. And apparently, they knew the building had become a liability, the facility, because... They've not been able to. And that's why every minister must invest into the next generation. Yes, amen. Amen. A ministry that was so effective 40 years ago. Now the man, as highly respected as he was, there was no one to take over from him. And they felt the board sat down and said, we need to downsize. Let's move into a smaller building. But at the same time, the man was so attached to the building. So each time they bring up the issue of, uh, let somebody buy it, it will just shut down. So this lady, who was the grandchild, granddaughter of this man, was at the naming ceremony. And, you know, when I was done exalting God's word, the woman stood up. And later on, when I got to know her, I realized she's not a forward person. Wow. That was not even Shalita for you. But Shalita stood up and walked across the room and walked to where I was. And he said, sir, I've been, I was raised by a pastor. My grandfather is a bishop. I've never been blessed like this before. I was thinking, what did I say? So, and I said, oh, thank you for the compliment. So she went to sit. And I'm not talking about some, she's in her 40s, by, by the way. So she sat down, then stood up again. I declare in your season of visitation, Whosoever carries what is yours will not be able to sleep until they vomit it. So 15 minutes later, while the ceremony was still going on, she stood up again. And this is out of character for Shalita. I know her very well now. She's calm. So she stood up again and walked across the room and said, Sir, I don't know why I have to say this. I said, what do you have to say? He said, the Lord just told me that my grandfather's property is yours. Grandfather's property is mine. In Yoruba land, there's a saying that you don't, what is, you, it's only a bastard that sells inheritance. Oh, yeah. I said, thank you. So after a few minutes, I called, I said, by the way, can I have the address of this property that is mine? <laughs> so she gave me the address. So after the whole ceremony, I went to home. I said, something strange happened. I said, there was a lady. I can't remember if my wife was there with me or we were there together. I said, no, no, we were there together. So we go home. I said, there's this lady. You saw the lady that walked across? I said, yes. I said, this is what she said. And this is the address. I said, can we go and check it? That same evening, we drove there. And we saw a huge cathedral that ran across the, almost the whole streets. You've been there. I'm like, so I called her. I said, can we enter? She said, oh, my mom is the realtor. I can arrange it. So the mom quickly drove there and opened the door and we walked through. Very intimidating facility. Anyway, to cut the long story short, 
by the following year. In fact, there were a lot of miracles that happened. Now, I don't want to go into the details. Initially, the man shut down. And the kids and the grandchildren were, they were mad. They said, Granddad, we, you know we need to let go of this facility. And we found you the right person. And you're not going to talk. In fact, I had to be the one calling Shalita. I said, Shalita, did I come for you for a building? He said, no. I said, rest. Don't you never say rest. I said, rest. I appreciate your efforts. But leave your grandfather alone. So after a year, the same man who shut down the previous year picked up the phone and called me. Say hello, this is Reverend Morphy. Am I talking to Dr. K? I said, yes, sir. He said, this Reverend Morphy of, of uh, what's the name of the church? The Rose of Sharon Baptist Church. Can we have a talk? The Lord told me to give you the facility. I dropped the phone, called Shalita. I said, Shalita, your grandfather's just called me. He said, I know, I know about it. I was the one that gave him your number. I mean, gave him your number. I said, he said, she actually called me this morning. He said, can you contact the pastor and tell him to come? And I said, no, I'm not contacting nobody. <laughs> Last year, we brought him to you. You said, now listen, unstoppable does not mean there will not be opposition. In spite of the fact that it was God, yet there were obstacles. Because that mind, that man could not imagine him leaving that church. His personage was next to the, to the church. He's been there for 40 years. There was a school. By the way, a school was part of what we got with it. There was a school on top of it. People in the neighborhood went to the school. And he would now walk away from the property. That was tough. Pastor Jimmy, it was tough. I understand the man. So a year after, when he called the, the granddaughter, can you contact that pastor? He said, no, I'm contacting nobody. By the way, this is his number if you want to call him. So he called me himself. Within 48 hours, we sat down. And since she, he said it was the Lord, I said he should give it to me. So I asked the Lord, I said, the Lord, what should, I mean, no, we are not buying it. He's giving it. But, so what should we pay for it? And the Lord gave me a crazy number. And I said, sir, do you mind if we pay this amount for the property the Lord said you should give to me? <laughs> and he said, why not? Wow. I can tell you the number. $540,000. For everything. Everything. You were the one that picked up the phone and said, the Lord. And I asked the Lord. And the Lord said, I should pay this amount. So we paid it. And we moved in. We moved in. It was massive. The old city rejoiced with us. Reverend George was there. Reverend was there. Everybody was there. Now, after we got the bill, I said, okay, you have provided this miracle. How do we feel the place? Because there was no way we were going to move the equipment in the previous facility into this it will swallow it so we started contacting contractors audio and you know people in in sound and media department as far as they are concerned 75 percent of the church money should be spent on them all the pastor in the house if you agree with me say shout shout hallelujah <laughs> they brought the quotation this and this i said ah, ah, 
We did not even buy the building for this amount. They said, it has to be line array. It has to be LED screen. <laughs> so my chase away said, get out of my office. Get out of my office. So I started doing my own research. I started doing my research. I started doing my research. I started doing my research. Sleepless night, not knowing God was sitting on the process. By the way, there's another side to the story that I need to tell you. So we agreed. We fixed the closing date. A few days before the closing date, the man went into coma. So his lawyer was the one that signed on his behalf. We closed and the man went to heaven. And the Lord spoke to me, the baton has been passed. So the family asked me, say, can we conduct the funeral? I said, why not? So they brought his body back to the church and I was one of the officiating minister. And you know, it was too prophetic. And concerning the facility they were moving to, he said, sir, can you come and be the one that will preach for us to open it? So we have amazing relationship. Even one of the grandsons got married two years after. They said, sir, all the grandchildren got married there. Can we come back? Say, we are welcome. It's all pleasure. They still check on us from time to time. There was a flood in Chicago a few months ago. The man's wife called, called the office, says, I just want to make sure the facility is fine because in time past we've had issues with flood. Are you okay? Say, we're okay. It was a beautiful relationship. Good people, great art. But the Lord spoke to me during that, after we got the building and I was praising God. I hope my story is not boring you. As I was praising God, Lord, thank you for this facility. The Lord spoke to me. He said, you know the man lost the facility to a man that came all the way from Africa because he lost a generation. He said, 40 years ago, the man was so engrossed in his generation and failed to invest in the coming generation. So 40 years after, there was no one to take the baton from me. And I had to bring somebody all the way from Africa. Because that church is the apostolic voice of the neighborhood. I said, really? He said, yes. He said, by the way, I'm trying to get a message across to you. You've been doing ministry for about 20 years. He said, a generation has risen that you cannot see. He said, so that the same thing will not happen to you. He said, I want you to go back to where you started and start a new movement. He said, give them wings to fly. Cover them, don't control them. He said, there are things I will ask them to do that you will not even understand because it's not your job. Yeah. And right there, I saw the revelation of Dinu. So that's what battered Dinu. Dinu was a product of rebuke. God was rebuking me. I was praising him for giving us the facility. Said, By the way, there's more. You too, you're about to make the same mistake. I don't know who I'm talking to. Until you are very intentional about pouring into your Joshua, you don't have a future. So, the new miracle happened, which was massive. He came to Nigeria. The, by the way, Shalom Kodwa, who leaks the new, as of that time, was leading a dancing group, choreography group. <laughs> but guess what? The Lord spoke to me in that encounter. He said, because you cannot see them, he said, you will turn apostles into ushers. 
you will turn prophets into singers he said the generation you think are not ready are ready so and i saw somebody who was leading a dancing group i mean a choreographic group and the lord told me says the apostle of that movement even the boy did not believe it he was in his 20s then i called him i said this is what i saw initially he was excited because he thought it was a fellowship <laughs> then i said i'm going to ordain you on sunday he said ah so as of the day of the ordination he came to my office in lagos he said sir i said shola where he said i know he said can we not do the ordination he said shola i'm closing my eyes if i open it and you are still in this room you need to go and watch the video of the ordination i closed my eyes when i was ordaining him i didn't send him poured the bottle of oil on him and said in the name of jesus whether you like it or not god told me i'm a, I'm a prophet are you trying to say i did not hear god the rest is history five years ago we celebrated five years at landmark in oniru a few a few months ago and the whole place was packed an amazing movement of god that i cannot take credit for but apart from the new something else came out of that so i started doing research i mean as a pastor i became the project manager because everybody i mean yeah, I will supervise. I will take two hundred and fifty thousand. Ah, how much did we buy the building? You want to take this? You want to take this and take this? You, do you want to sell me? So I went into a research mode. I started doing such nights upon nights. You know, there are times that God will be pushing you, and you will not even realize why He's pushing you. I did so many researches and supernaturally, I came in contact with manufacturers in China. This and that and that and that. And there was this supernatural boldness. So I placed the order for the first set of LED. And I called one of my boys. I said, you, have you done anything like clothes? You know, he said, yes, yes, let's try it. <laughs> so the order came. We installed it. Put it online. Thank God for social media. People saw it all over the world. Oh, wow, what a huge screen. Which company did it for you? It took me two weeks before I could respond appropriately. Initially, I was trying to say, eh, eh, I got it from... No, it was me. And the Lord told me, he said, I just gave you something. What are you going to do about it? When it became clear that God was saying, I want you to take what I've given you and use it to be a blessing to the body of Christ globally. When I knew this was, that was what God was saying, I had enough covenant sense, write it down, covenant sense, to know that before we start doing any project, seed must enter the ground. So I called Reverend. I said, by the way, you know we install LED now. He said, really? Confidently. Like I've been the only one we've installed. He said, really? He said, yes. He said, by the way, we want to do that of headquarter church as a city so we came here four years ago installed this and since then everywhere everywhere literally australia england canada in fact as i'm talking now we have contract with four churches in canada no not in canada in Calgary alone we just finished one in Winnipeg two weeks ago. 
contract that at times runs into hundreds of thousands of dollars and i'm still an apostle <laughs> then the lord began to expand the scope then it became light then it became line speakers i don't even know where it's going next In fact, there are some other expressions to me that maybe I won't share to you with you. Because that's not the only thing I do. I do other things. And I'm still a full-time apostle. Yes, sir. Planting churches in the nations. But guess what? It has enabled, apart from the fact that we're solving problems for churches. Because one of the things we do is that churches that can, I mean, because we realize a lot of churches can't pay it once. It's like, okay, you know what, we'll give you opportunity to pay over three, four months, six months in some cases, if they are credit worthy, with zero interest rates. Because within a short period of time, God blessed the company so much that we have a lot of reserve to lend. He said, you will lend. So we start lending. Bishop, we start lending. He said, okay, you know what? In fact, there's a young man that we're working out with now. When I saw the building project, I said, you know what? I will give you a crazy deal. I said, I want to be part of what you are doing. We do your light, we do your sound, we do your screen. And I sent my installers there they installed everything it did not pay a dime i said because you are doing all that thing so worry start paying this particular month we've done it for several ministries you know there are ministry planting churches all over the world now see them i remember how we work with them celebration church totally ran two three years ago i said don't worry we'll work with you i know you're a young young apostle i've been i've been where you have before let's work with you was going to Canada, we got it for them in their Toronto church, did Lagos, did several installations. So it's solving problem, which is a form of ministry in itself. Oh, yes. Even as I'm here now, people are begging us from Kenya, from Liberia. So we are, in fact, we're coming up with a new system for remote installation. Wow. So we're coming up with a new system that can easily be put together by Andy Main. And remotely, our installer from any part of the world log into their system and configures it. That's what we're doing in Australia this week. So we say, how did you know all these things? There's something called supernatural intelligence. Talking about talking about the spirit of prosperity there are several expressions that god taught me not just from the world but by experience yesterday i shared two with you there is a capacity to see and i came with an anointing here this morning to help somebody who has been walking past opportunities all this while i declare after today every opportunity around you that has capacity to bring finances to you will begin to see them do you know i could have missed that opportunity i did all the work i could have said i'm a pastor i just 
Just, but God said no. And by the way, when, when we're talking about prosperity, the goal is not just for you to have a nice house, a nice cars, live in the suburbs, send your kids to the best schools. That, that's okay. One of the things God taught me recently said, he said you need to, to tell people that beyond their needs and wants, are more interested in vision. Vision. You know, that was, when we're talking about vision, vision, I mean, you sending your kids to the best school is not a vision. So I have a vision to send my kids to the best school. I have a vision for my wife to be happy. It's not vision. You are just being responsible as a husband or being responsible as a father. A vision has to do with something which is bigger than you. A vision is something that touches neighborhood communities, nations. Vision touches people you don't know. Yes, sir. Vision solves problems beyond your personal needs. Until you have a vision, you can walk in the capacity of prosperity reign that God has for this season. An agenda that is bigger than you. I was telling them in church recently. He said, I'm tired of all this testimony. I got a raise. I got a promotion. Yeah. What about I'm giving people raise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the one that's... Can we all rise up? I feel a prophetic anointing right now. I see companies that will be battered out, out of this harvest fire 2023. <laughs> you know, sir, God spoke to me in Calgary two weeks ago. He said, one of the problems we have in the body of Christ is small thinking very small thinking and the lord spoke to me that afternoon he said you know there are times that there are innovations i want to bat on that that i would have preferred kingdom people to carry it and i looked around all the kingdom people there was no one with capacity to carry it he said i had to put my seed inside an unsaved person with capacity because our minds are too small The prosperity I'm talking about is not the prosperity to impress your village people so that they will know you have broken through. Why will God bless you if not for the fact that he wants you to be a blessing? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of prosperity that will solve problems that government cannot solve. A generation that will dare to dream. A generation that we explore their imagination do you know what it means for god to say in genesis chapter 11 verse 6 concerning a people who had a plan that was contrary to god's plan and yet god said if nothing is done to stop their plan if nothing is done to disrupt their process of imagination imagination image formation he said there's nothing these people have conceived that they will not bat you may be seated. When we're talking about innovation and creativity and prosperity, by the way, innovation, appropriate innovation, authentic, no, I mean, creativity will lead you to prosperity. It's only natural. When we're talking about all those aspects, it's not just about you having a recreated human spirit, but it's about you pulling your mind to the level of your spirit. 
you can speak in tongues and yet your mind will be so lowly rated god is seen on this level and your mind is on this level chapter 13 lot had just left abraham and he felt like his word has crashed and what will god do he showed up and he said come here pastor let me borrow you verse 14 let me borrow bishop he said and the lord said to abraham after lord had separated from you lift your eyes now apparently until then abraham was not saying far his mind was small he said and look from the place where you are northward southward eastward westward look at verse 15 for all the land which you see i give to you and your descendants god bless you sir so he can only give what you see if your mind is not large enough to conceive it he can't give it and when a season when god is dropping ideas like never before you are shouting about ai it has just started some people are protesting they are taking their jobs away rather than say lord how do i position myself in this movement innovation creativity god is in charge but the question is is your mind large enough to carry god's idea for hearts there are things that have been programmed for every generation thank god for eternal life in our spirit but there must be a level of mind development that is appropriate not to abort god's idea and sad to note most believers are not there yet several believers are so afraid to fail that they will not even make any attempts just want to play it safe god told me he said this is not the time to play it safe this is the time to dream big this is time to dare i've never met any successful person who did not make any mistake even the scriptures made, made allowances for it he said a righteous man me forward seven times he will get up get up get up get up get up get up there's a time to pray in tongues there's a time to meditate on the world and there's a time to dream big and step out in boldness and do that that how many times have we seen people that god put ideas in them but they never dare to step into it until somebody else now did it they now say ah pastor Bega, you know i was thinking oh that thing crossed my mind i pray in the name of jesus for somebody under the sound of my voice whatever god has destined for you we not just cross your mind you will implement it there's an appropriate capacity to carry ideas for your generation i've lived in america for almost 25 years i know what it means to put wealth in the wrong hands the alphabet people you know the alphabet people yeah. lgb is you know is the list continues now so i just call them alphabet people they want to take every, every alphabet. In fact, they are fighting each other. They're, no, no, no. No, this one is different from us. We are unique. And all of a sudden, people are picking up interesting qualification. Them. One person, them. One of our church members in Calgary told me he called the school. He called, 
he called uh, I mean she, she called you know women are very very fiesty which is needed at times called the, the school said uh, uh, concerning my daughter and the, the teacher went them said I sent a she to you <laughs> and she remains a she not them the last time we had we are many they are demons ah. <laughs> when we and them are attached to an individual demons he that is joined with the lord is one hey you didn't hear me he that is joined with the lord is one when he becomes them or she becomes them demons are involved say i sent a she to you how dare you refer to her as them say ma'am i'm just trying to be say no my daughter is not them she her but listen there's always been an agenda I, i've seen how hollywood has deteriorated and degraded in the last two decades in america when we got to America, we didn't need to supervise our kids watching Disney Channel those days. Wow. Now you see cartoon characters full of demons. When you see a man running all around like a, like a headless chicken all over Africa, Kenya, Uganda, everywhere, preaching homosexuality, there's an agenda. They, they, go and check his record before he got into presidency. There were things he voted against that now he started championing. Why? The people behind his election that put the money down. That was the condition. And that's why I don't need you broke. Oh, you didn't hear me. Oh, I came as an apostle and prophet of the New Testament. I said, I don't need you broke. That's why I won't tolerate your small mind. That's why I refuse to, to, to allow you settle for just a nice apartment, a nice house. We're talking about blessed enough to be a blessing to a community, to a space, to a sphere, to a sector. You can have the Holy Ghost and do a small life. Abraham was very rich. Lord, who went with him? Had no covenant, but just because went with somebody with covenant, somebody with a blessing. The Bible says, Lord also was very rich. What are you doing? Just doing small. I'm feeling good about it. Say, so, you know, you know, you know, I'm content. That's not contentment. Is a poor mind. Is a mind without vision. You know, when you are blessed, you can solve problems. Oh, yeah. I came in yesterday, I sat down, and I looked around. And I said, why would this building not have line array? It's not right. Even before the Holy Ghost spoke to me, I spoke to him. No. He said, we have to do something about it. <laughs> and he said, it's good thinking. So I whisper you to reverence, say we're changing all the sound system. The only reason why I could do that is because I'm not broke. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. 
God is looking for problem solvers. Generational wealth. Wealth that will impact sectors. But your minds must adjust. I feel like God is coming to somebody like he came to Abraham in Genesis chapter 13. Can you go on a journey with me? You have been static, you have been stagnant. Let's go all the way to the north and see. South and see. Some of you, you have a little breakthrough and you retire. And God is saying, I'm not just blessing you for you. I'm blessing you for nations. You don't want to know how many ministers are calling me and praying for me. They said, what we never thought we'd be able to do until five years' time is that your company has enabled us to do it. You know, what gives me joy is not just that we make money from it. It's the fact that we can solve problems. And the same way God gave me that, even as a full-time preacher, there are so many, there are so many. You know, we have a product, a microphone, that has exact components wow. of sure SM58. Wow. Wow. And we give it to churches at one third of the price, sure, we give it to them. And I can beat my chest to you and say, don't worry, go and test it with your sure. It's the same thing. I know what is in sure SM58. I know what is in my product. And they'll come back and say, sir, you're right. I said, I knew. There were churches that got bills of 1.6 million, whatever, in America. And the pastor was almost developing high blood pressure. And so he said, you better talk to Dr. K. And he called me and said, we'll solve the problem for you. Not only will we slash the price to one third, you don't have to pay at once. We'll work with you. You won't need bank. We are the bank. Ah. Uh, you may be seated I hope somebody is activated this morning small thinking your background is not the problem I told you yesterday I mean I, I didn't grow up in GRA, GRA in Ibadan you know we have some GRA in Ibadan now there are more when, when we were growing up the only GRA there was was it Jericho there's one in Jericho right I know there's Bodija. Uh, mine, it was not even Harry, you know, the GRE. It was A, area. <laughs> you know, Harry would have been decent. It's just A, area. I remember Rema Chapel days. I was part of a small group, home, home church, we call it those days, in Adioyo. And I would go there and share God's word, and everybody would be blessed. Brother K, Brother K. So they wanted to know where Brother K was living. <laughs> but Brother K was not going to take anybody to where he was living. Because Brother K was living in an uncompleted building. Oh my goodness. It was a part of a building that was unfinished. My family friend gave my family to stay in the meantime. 
because we were thrown out of our house in Oshosami. No door, no window. No cement. And I was already in university. So, what background are you talking about? So, it's because of the school you went to. You know, one of the things God dealt with me on, he said, he said a lot of times, believers are too rigid because of their previous education. They confine themselves. Your, your purpose is bigger than your education. Write it down. <laughs> there are gifts in you that are bigger than your education. I'm a lawyer. I'm a pharmacist. I'm a trained nurse. <laughs> me too. We, I went to school. By the way, I'm a pharmacist by training. To the prestigious Obafemi Awolowo University, the only university. We are so great that we don't need to compare ourselves to others. Some call themselves the greatest because they feel threatened. But you know, you can be so great and secured in your greatness that you just need to say, Great Ife. When I begin to hear greatest, that means you recognize there are some greatness around you that are competing with you. Say you have to say greatest. No, but when you are great, you are great. Just great. Oh, is there anybody around? Okay, <laughs> because as far as I'm concerned, I can only see me. Great. But listen, it's not great affair. It's not pharmacy training that makes me. In fact, two years after I got out of school, some of God said, okay. You have done the certificate. You give, you give me the certificate. I mean, you've done the program. You give the certificate to your parents. God bless you. God bless them. I have no plan for you. Here. Yeah. In fact, I assumed what it means that I would never touch anything yeah. secular. But God was simply saying, my plan to bless you does not involve selling drugs. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm a doctor. God bless you. Be open-minded. Amen. For as far as you can see, even beyond your education, beyond your training, beyond your background, as far as you can see, AI is flowing all over the place now. And I believe there are paths that God wants different believers to take. Some of us are just running commentary. I don't know who turned you into a commentator. Hey, AI is taking our job. As far as you can see. Hallelujah. There is a God that will lead you. Not just to study the word. But to study certain things. As far as you can see. Do you know most of the characters we have in the Bible are not priests? Yes. yes. Mechizedek was mentioned once. Yeah. Abraham. All over. In fact, we talk, it's not the God of Mechishadek. It's the God of Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> a man of influence. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This Sunday mindset, we need to get out of it. We confine the Holy Ghost walking in us to Sunday. The power of God was strong in that service. You needed to see the anointing that was flowing in. If the anointing cannot cross into Monday, it's a waste. The folly under the power does not impress unsaved people. 
But there's such a thing as walking into a boardroom and as you open your mouth, wisdom begins to fly. It makes you attractive. It makes your gospel compelling. Yes, sir. It's difficult to preach to a rich man if you are a broke Lazarus. <laughs> Should I say the good? It's difficult to what? To preach to a what? A rich man if you're what? A broke Lazarus. Because the rich man is thinking, if that's what your God did to you, I can see the workings of your God in your life. Why should I say yes to him? And by the way, it was not God that did it to Lazarus. Because Lazarus still ended up in the bosom of a rich Abraham. It was his mind that did it to him. So it's possible to still have a covenant and have a poor mind. And as powerful as your covenant is, you will not reflect it. Because your mind is your interface. Your interface with your world. Let's rise up. What is stopping you? Is it your mind? It's time to crawl out of your hiding places. I sense the spirit of the Lord saying, when the days when the hand of the Lord will come upon certain of us, and just like Elijah outran the chariots of Ahab, a generation is about to outrun their peers in their spaces by the hand of the Lord. There's a sound of abundance of rain. But a generation must learn how to receive the hand of the Lord. Not just on the Sunday morning, but take that hand to their workplace, to their workspace. I don't know about you, I'm only interested in a God that is relevant, not just on Sunday, but it's relevant all through the week. Abraham met with that God and he was so quick to say, I will bless you. Because I'm choosing you as my ambassador. And for you to be my ambassador, you must carry something. But guess what? I'm not just blessing you for you. I'm blessing you for nations. It's time to begin to accommodate God-sized dreams. God-sized dreams. There are people that need to revise their dream after the service. That your selfish, self-centered localized dream is it the way god is thinking god is thinking about nations you are thinking about your small family will your family be taken care of yes but beyond your family god is saying i need a generation that we dare to do you have the holy ghost you pray in tongues then let's use it on the field you know there are days i feel irresponsible as far as the company is concerned because i think i should do more publicity and god is still helping me because it does not make sense the kind of growth we've had in four years plus so at times i call people i say what can we do because this is bigger than me because the vision is god's size in itself it has a life of itself 
so beyond publicity of men it has wings to fly but the question is the vision you are carrying is it big enough to fly you know all this mindset of tissue in your butter for what budget is please is stop it stop it did you hear me stop it i remember several years ago i think i was coming for a meeting for a church in Ibadan. i'm not even sure if it was global harvest church and there were billboards all over the city and i called my mom i said mom i'm going to be around next week he said i know but i'm not telling my friends and i laughed she said, she said why did you laugh i said mommy it's too late there's announcement on radio there's billboard all around the city you either pick up your phone and call all your friends and tell them he's coming home because you're going to look like a joke if i arrive next you can say ah, ah, ah TMO. Okay, yoni. they knew they've seen it they were just waiting for you to confirm you know there's issue tomata tomata where than you know that one. <laughs> sorry bishop <laughs> you know yeah thank god for mama mama is doing the interpretation you small small thinking hey i don't want them to attack you unstoppable 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 god told me to tell somebody this morning he said give god something to work with if you give jesus your boat the same boat that toiled all night now become so attractive to fishes all around it <laughs> just because jesus was on the boat and let me address something as i close there's a spirit of generosity that comes with this movement is it not interesting that here was peter in luke chapter 5 who was toiling all night and yet jesus walked into his business space and he did not address his struggles mm -mm. This generation will have gone on Twitter. What kind of a man of God is that? A man that was suffering. And yet you did not identify with his suffering. You didn't say anything about... You, you're just interested in your ministry. <laughs> Listen, I live in America. One of the problems with the churches in America is that they are more corporate than covenants. And that's why the moment something is being said about their man of God, they are the first to kick him out. The council culture has crept into the church. I live in Chicago, Bilai Bell. Just because of a, a test message that could not even be confirmed, that happened over two decades ago, you kicked the man out six months before his retirement. If we go to that church now, Willow Creek, there is no sign of the man. At times, that's why I get concerned when people carry their bag from here. I'm going for a conference. And I'm like, what are you? calm down. You know, so many times, we don't, we don't value what we have. Yeah. Even Americans should be flying here to learn from us. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of leadership are we teaching? The kind of leadership Jesus taught was a sort that he identified with a woman who has been married five times. Now, shocking with a man the sixth one and yet jesus 
was comfortable as the seventh man. The Jesus that we identify with is Zacchaeus, a notorious criminal, tax collector. And he said, because of your hearts, not your acts, no more, the acts has not manifested, but because of his heart. He said, you know what? We're not going to have this meeting here. We're going to your house. Back to the spirit of generosity. So here was Jesus on the boat of Peter who has been struggling all night and caught nothing and he did not address his problem. He did not pray for him. He did not lay hands on him. He did not command the fish to come into the environment. He just faced the ministry assignment. Used the boat thoroughly. Ministered to souls. Then when he was done, he turned around. There's an order in the, in the kingdom of God. Why, would you, why do you think the prophet went to that woman who had just one meal to take care of herself and, and rather than say, oh woman, I can identify, I can empathize. He said, bring it to me first. first. It's fear that makes you self-focused. That was why Elijah said, he said, fear not. Stinginess is rooted in fear. Fear of running out. If I keep on giving like this, the whole account will be depleted. And God is saying, bring it to me first. That's the way it works. Bring it to me first. Can I use your boat before I address your toy? Do you know the interesting thing? That woman would have missed out yes, yes. on the miracle. God planned it because in eternity, what God saw that this is a blessed woman who will be walking in prosperity in spite of the famine or the drought. And yet, that woman in time only had one meal. You know, there are things that are in your hands in time. Mm. But in eternity, God is already seeing excess, surplus. But for you to transit from time to eternity... There's a prioritization of generosity. When you look beyond yourself and say, you first, God first. Why won't the business explode before we made a dime? This is the first installation. Why? You know, God told me to tell you, he said, we're coming into a time that's God will so much bless some of us that the best business schools I'm speaking prophetically will begin to have a sit down with you. Can you teach us your business principles? I'm speaking prophetically right now. Because we have, we have watched your growth is unconventional. There was famine and you are multiplying hundred times. It does not make sense. And that will be your cue to say there is a God that is not just interested in being worshipped but it's also interesting in blessing his words but there are principles that brings that manifestation
There are so many things I had on my notes. But apparently, this is what God will have me say. And I hope somebody heard from heaven this morning. God-sized dream. Unstoppable. Then step out. Explore your imagination. As the Lord is leading you, delve into areas your grandfather, your great-grandfather, nobody in your community has delved into. Think big. Increase your capacity. You know, in 2 Kings chapter 4, the oil ceased when the capacity stopped. God can only pour to the level of the capacity developed. And I want to end with this. You know, so many times we mix up capacity with capability. Capability speaks of what you have potential for. What you can do. You, you know, your potential. Why capacity speaks of what you can hold. What you can carry. What you can produce. There are certain things you were born with. And when you became a new creation, there's a supernatural ability that was infused into your spirit. But the question is, have you developed capacity to express the fullness of those things? Capacity must be built. Amen. We must unlearn, relearn, and learn afresh. Beyond the four walls of the church, God needs us everywhere. And he would rather put his seats in us. God forbid that God will bypass you and go to an unsaved person that has capacity. He said, I would rather put it here, but because it would have wasted because of his mind level. This one is not saved, but his mind is big enough to carry it. And I can prove it from the scripture. Genesis 11, 6. They had capacity. In spite of the fact they were, they were not in the will of God, they had capacity. He said, what they have imagined to do, they cannot be stopped because of the capacity they built. Now God himself has said, we have to come up with a plan to stop this process because they will deliver. You were born with imagination. You know, imagination is actually your capacity to conceive. In fact, the word trans translated imagination in the, in, in the, in the Old Testament, yet, sir, is also translated conception. Yes. Creativity comes out without, you, you thought I was going to say, out of your spirit. It's out of your imagination. That's why we have products and services all over the world that unsaved people were the ones that battered it. Mm. And it's not demonic. They only use their conception, their imagination appropriately. So the question is, how are you using yours? Are you only using it for scriptures? God says use it for scriptures. But use it for your space. Did you hear from God today? Father, we thank you. Because we are a people prepared for your reign. There is a rain coming upon us. And our minds are enlarged. Our capacities are built. We are fearless. We prioritize you. We practice generosity. And we are ready for your move. We are not just interested in being blessed. We want to be a blessing. We are ready for your God-sized dreams. Thank you, Jesus. Wave your hands all over this house.
there's such an anointing here. I want to run out, but there's an anointing here. He said, I'm the one that gives you power. Somebody shout power. Power. I'm a testimony. Power to make wealth. There are people I met in the, in the industry. And they're like wondering, how does he do it? Is he not a pastor? When does he have the time? On an average day, I spend 15 minutes on the company. 15, one five. 15. <laughs> 15. But those 15 minutes, Bishop, are effective. There's power. There's a spirit of revelation that helps me to see what I need to see. There's a spirit of favor that makes the business attractive. There's a spirit of wisdom that causes sound judgment, wise decision, and accurate prioritization. And of course, there's a spirit of faith that believes and receives. At work, I call it. When I see it, I call it. I call it. I call it. There's a spirit of might that causes me to outrun chariots in the natural. So, we might be in the same space, but we're not mates. I have an age. And God is looking for believers like that. That beyond your imagination, those spirits will now begin to walk. Spirit of revelation, spirit of favor, spirit of might. Of course, spirit of faith, because that's how we live. Now, let me now tell you something that will shock you. Some of you think walking of miracles and gift of special faith is only for healing. I've seen it in business. Oh. That one unusual anointing will just come upon you and you will declare and it will happen. And you know that declaration is not just confession, natural, regular confession I believe I receive. It's the spirit of faith. It will just come upon you. And there will be a product of working of miracles. You just say, yes, we are going to that city. And before you know it, they start calling you from that city. And you'll be asking yourself, why did you even say it? It was a soup. Because you were faithful in the regular God kind of faith. Then God says, okay, I will step you up to supernatural workings of faith. We give you part before I close do you know this I mean pastor that was my resident pastor in Chicago when we were doing the apostolic place project for a whole year my real estate business suffered because the only project I was doing was church when I saw the what the project manager I said I'm a project manager too to the glory of God I have several buildings some that we almost built everything from the scratch so I said I will manage it 
In fact, he was so concerned for me at the time because of the amount of dust that was getting to my lungs. The business was suffering. I didn't care. I said, this house first. And on top of it, God put it in my heart that my wife and I should give $100,000. Which did not make sense. So if you see things flying supernaturally, they are principles. And that's why today I can spend just 15 minutes on the business. Remember I gave God everything. And the 15 minutes would be meaningful. Let me shock you. The factory where our products are being manufactured, I've never visited before. The people that work in those factories, I've never met them before. In fact, we only converse by WhatsApp messages. And yet, I've not been duped once. I've not been scammed once. How come? It's working. See, Father. See higher. See greater. Father, we thank you. It's a new season. It's a new season. I was going to pray for, but I don't need. Let, I believe that my assignment is just to lay the word, and I've laid the word. No laying on of hands. So maybe this will be the first harvest fire that will come, and I didn't lay hands on anyone. Because apparently, God has laid his own words on you. So go and dream and come back with your testimony. God bless you. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.